Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, a couple of weeks ago, it was—it feels like it was a couple of weeks ago to me, one of my loyal followers, Jordan Broom, champion fella, he asked me to do a podcast based on a clip that he sent me of Buzz, Buzz Rothfield's top 10 buys of season 2021. Jordan, mate, I'm so sorry it's taken me so long to get around, but it just keeps slipping off my list. But we're going to dive into it now. I thought it was really interesting. I'll go through Buzz's top 10, talk about each guy and where I think he's got them placed. Now, for me, I said on Denning Camp's podcast, the other day that my number one would be Isaiah Papali'i by far and away. I know that Finchie, uh, he said that his would be Rima Smith. Now, both of these guys finish uh, somewhere in the top 10 on Buzz's list, but none of them are in spot number one, which I thought was really, really interesting. Now, spot number one, Buzz has gone for Kieran Foran. Now, I think Foran has been unreal this year. Do not get me wrong. I think he's been sensational. Uh, But I also think that if you were to take Foran out of that manly side, I'm not sure how much worse they'd be with Cade Cuss, to be honest with you. And I say that with the greatest respect uh, to for and towards Kieran Foran. I know he's a very big fan favorite. He's one of my favorites as well. I was talking to Isaac John the other day about this narrative of him coming out to Manly and being so successful. It is sensational. I think Foz has been great this year, but I don't think I could put him at number one, to be honest with you. I think Buzz has got a little bit caught up in the whole narrative and the emotion around Kieran Foran back at Manly. Having him in the top 10, 100%. I am completely fine with that. I'm all here for that. But I'm not sure if I would have had him at number one, realistically. The guy I would have had at number one, uh, as I mentioned before, was Isaiah Papali'i and Buzz. He has him at spot number two on his list. I think he's been unreal for Parramatta. I've said it a number of times in this podcast. I saw him play in the preseason. He really made me sit up and watch him, but I just thought he can't possibly get a spot in this side. There's probably no need for me to go too deep into Isaiah Papali'i. I've spoken about him a lot this year. Talking to the Whisperer the other day, and he was talking about how a couple of years ago, 2017, 2018, he was the must 
must-have guy in Supercoach because the raps were just so high on him coming out of the New Zealand Warriors. It's taken him a while to find his way. It's also taken a trip over the ditch to the Parramatta Eels for him to find his way, but he has turned into one of the premier players in our competition. I was on a podcast yesterday, the All Things Rugby League pod, which I uploaded this morning. You guys can go and have a listen to that if you want. And I had to pick my All-Star 17 based on 2021, and I couldn't leave Isaiah Papali'i out. I had to put him in there. If you would have said to me, pick 200 players at the start of the year that could potentially be in your dream team, my all-star team, he wouldn't have featured in it then. So his rise has been incredible. He's been great this year, and he's been able to do it out on the edge or in the middle as well, which is the ultimate compliment to him. Number three on Buzz Rothfield's list probably would have been number two for me. Uh, it is Reese Walsh. You all know I've been a huge fan of Reese Walsh. He's obviously very young. He's achieved a lot of things this year, which has been sensational. He's also had a lot of failures, which... <clears throat> I always look at those moments and, you know, at the, at the end of the day, there is no better teacher than failure. And he has failed a number of times this year, which will teach him a lot of lessons. He will be better for it in the future. As I've always said, though, with Reese Walsh, it's the mindset that separates him from the other guys. It's the fact that he can make five or six mistakes or five or six things can go against him and he still wants the ball in his hand when the game is on the line. That's what I love about Reese Walsh. I also love that he tends to save his best performances for the best teams. We saw him and Rocco Berry make their debut against the Melbourne Storm uh, this year and, geez, Reese Walsh was unbelievable in that to the point where Roger sort of said, you know what, you take the one jersey, I'll play on the sting and I'll just come in and help out when I can. So Reese Walsh in a difficult situation in his first season of first grade in a team that he didn't do the preseason with, also in a team that's been living out of a hotel the entire time. Incredibly difficult situation for him. I think he's done unbelievably, Reese Walsh, and I think the Warriors, it's been an absolute masterstroke getting this kid into the system. We, we remember watching him in, in reserve grade at the start of the year and in the trials, and people that have been listening to the podcast since the start of the year will remember we said, we won't be shocked if he is the fullback come round one for the Brisbane Broncos. They, of course, went for Isako. They also had Tessie New on that list that had jumped on top of him, probably, uh, and they didn't think he was ready for first grade. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to criticize him for that. It obviously was the wrong call. But it, it is hard with these 18-year-olds. If you blood them too early, they can go to shit sometimes. So it's a hard balance. I understand that. But Brisbane Broncos, they definitely got this one wrong. And I think they're going to pay for it for quite some time. So well done to the New Zealand Warriors getting Reese Walsh. He would probably be number two on my list. He comes in at number three on Buzz Rothfield's list. Number four on his last list, uh, potentially the top try scorer uh, from the Manly Circles this year. He's currently sitting on 22 tries. It is Jason Saab. Coming from the St. George Illawarra Dragons, I know that Roger Fabri holds this guy in the highest regard. And I mean, even if you're not a sprint coach, just the eye test, you can see how fast this guy is. He's one of those guys, you can see the Manly Seagulls, no matter matter where they are on the field, if they get into a half break, all they're doing is zoning the field for Jason Saab. Where is he? How can I get him the ball? Is there space around him that I can kick to? Because you just know he's going to be the first guy there. On the weekend, he actually bombed a couple of tries, realistically. He's sitting on 22. He probably should be sitting on 24 if he would have caught those balls uh, on the weekend. I know when I was in at Bloke Studios, Matty that I met there, he's got a multi going at the moment where he's picked, I think it's four or five teams who would be their top try scorer this year. His last leg looking for a big return is uh, Jason Saab to be the top try scorer for the Manly Seagulls. So hopefully he can crash over for a couple of meaties this week uh, for the Manly Seagulls and deliver that bag for Matty. That would be sensational to see. I like this pick here. I thought Jason Saab looked... Oh, I, I didn't actually think he was this good when he was at the Dragons, to be perfectly honest with you. In the first five or six weeks this year, I sort of thought, yep, 
I had this guy worked out from the start. But as soon as Turbo returned and he started to get those opportunities, he's just an absolute freak sub, and he's got a big future ahead of him. A great signing by the Manly Seagulls. Number five is Remus Smith, Finchie's pick, a guy that I was very high on in the preseason. I think everyone was. I expected him to play right wing outside Branko Lee. I got him in just about every Supercoach comp I possibly could, including my classic side. I was very high on Remus Smith. He ended up playing right center. I still think he's a better winger than he is a center, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, he's obviously been very good at the air in the air for Canary over the last few years. This year for the Melbourne Storm, he was decent in the air, but he wasn't as good as what I expected him to be. And I think it's a lot harder uh, attacking from the center position than what it is from the wing position. And you've also got Jerome Hughes, who's a real specialist at landing it on that winger's head. He's been doing it for years now with our uh, Vernavalo and stuff. So ideally, I would like to see him on the wing, but I think his future probably lies at center with Xavier Coates arriving there. I assume, that, I assume they will be the, the, the center wing combo for the Melbourne Storm. And, geez, they're going to be dangerous. He obviously had George Jennings outside him. Irema a little bit here. I think Lume Lume for a while as well too. So he hasn't really had a consistent guy outside him. When he has, it's been George Jennings who I wouldn't say is really in that top-tier footballer in this competition. So exciting for Remus to see the really exciting cattle that he gets outside him uh, come next season. They are going to be lethal. So Remus Smith coming in at number five there. I kind of back that one. There's a couple of guys underneath him and a few guys that aren't on this list that I might have had on top of him. Uh, but very hard to argue with Remus Smith. He's been unbelievable for the Melbourne Storm. As we said, Finchie picked him as his number one pick. So a uh, great season for Remus. Number six, a really interesting one. Benji Marshall obviously signed with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think this has been a great sign. I think it's been great for all the players at South Sydney to experience playing with him and the moments where they've needed a little bit of spark or they've needed something and they put him on the field. He has delivered each and every time. I think it's really interesting that they've now lost Latrell Mitchell and we're hearing that Blake Taft's going to come in and play fullback. I would have assumed that for five Finals footy, you play Benji at six, you play Cody Walker at one. That definitely would have been the avenue I would have gone down. And maybe next week they will do that. Maybe they're just resting Cody Walker this week. I'm not sure how it's going to play out. But uh, I think Benji Marshall's been a great signing. And I think he will continue to be a great signing for the South Sydney Rabbitohs as they head into finals and into next year. If he does decide this will be his last year, I think he will have a lasting impact at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. A number of young halves coming through there that are going to have to step into the shoes of Adam Reynolds eventually. And I think having another season with Benji Marshall along with Adam Reynolds for their experience. I think it'll be a, a sensation. You know, blokes, blokes like Blake Taff, uh, Ilias, Dargan, these sort of fellas, I think it'll be huge for them. Even a guy like Cody Walker, I think this year would have been massive to spend it with Benji and, and just be around him, learn of him, listen to what he says, listen to his different opinions in different spots on the field. So uh, really exciting to see Benji this year. Some of the right to left passes he was throwing this year. I know we're all talking about the way Cody Walker has been doing it, which has been unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. But when Benji does step into that role, geez, he throws a good seed as well. So great to see Benji happy in famous colors as well to finish his career. I think it's awesome. Coming in at number seven, and I potentially would have had this guy a little bit higher. I think he's flown under the radar a little bit because of the team he was in. Dane Laurie at the West Tigers. Obviously left the Penrith Panthers last year. I think he's been incredible. Buzz has got him at number seven. I would have had him just a little bit higher. I would have had him on top of Benji, to be honest with you. I just think the season he has had has been unbelievable. The Tigers have just battled. He has played so far above his weight, it's not even funny. To do what he's done as a rookie fullback in the NRL. I know he played one game last year at the Panthers, but... 
but this year he's just gone to another level and it's the little things in his game that I love obviously with the ball he's unreal he's quick he puts himself in holes all the time and he's he's just lightning he's very elusive but it's the times where the West Tigers are on the back foot and the ball gets rolled into the in goals and he just puts his body on the line he's not a very big fella he doesn't you know he's probably about 85 kilos dripping wet but the way that he returns the ball is unreal especially the determination that he's shown on a number of occasions to get out of his in goals he also seems to be a real sort of locker room guy he seems to be really funny they all seem to love him we saw him do that interview a couple of weeks ago where he burst into laughter the boys taking the piss out of him so and you could tell on Tiger Town how much Michael Maguire loves him and in a season where guys were changing positions constantly in the halves in the centers just moving around ever of their best players the one guy that came that stayed consistent was Dane Laurie and you've got a number of guys there who could play fullback Moses and Bai didn't really have a spot all year I think he's playing fullback now for them it seemed like Madge never even really considered moving Dane Laurie in his first season of first grade playing fullback in an era like the golden era of fullbacks right now I thought he played very well and he can hold his head up high very exciting for the Tigers what Dane Laurie can do over the next few years. Number eight on Buzz Rothfield's list sent in to me by Jordan Broom. We've got big Tino Fasua Ma'ali. Uh, I think for the Gold Coast Titans, he has been fantastic. I think that we sort of set these high expectations based on what we saw at Melbourne. I don't think he was ever going to play the same football at the Gold Coast Titans realistically. I think he scored seven or eight tries last year, running entirely off Cameron Smith and Brandon Smith. The Titans obviously don't have a creative nine like that. Uh, so that was always going to hurt him. I mean, if your expectation was for him to score eight plus tries this year, uh, you're deservingly disappointed. I think that's just the reality of the change that he's gone through. I think a lot of people also have looked at Supercoach scores and seen that he's getting 30s and 40s and thinking, oh, Tino's gone to shit. He hasn't. I think he's played really, really well this year, big Tino. It's been a big transition year for him. He obviously finished last year as a premiership winner. He then went and played Origin and got so many compliments off the back of that, won that series, walked into this new club where he's the guy in a system that hasn't really been overly successful over the last few years. For a young guy, I think he was in a tough situation, but I definitely agree I would have had him on my list here. I think he has been a little bit underappreciated this year. Coming in at number nine is a guy that I really like, and he's proven to be pretty valuable for the Sydney Roosters. Adam Kieran, he obviously left the New Zealand Warriors. He started the Panthers a couple of years ago. I'm still not sure what Kieran's best position is, to be honest with you. I saw him in the early parts of the season playing hooker uh, for the Bears, and I thought he was incredibly impressive. And once Jake Friend retired, there were issues with Sammy Verrills. He came in, he played a bit of nine, he did a really good job. He then jumped in at centre, he filled in there. Sensationally, we've seen him play centre for the New Zealand Warriors and score a couple of tries last year. He's also a very handy goal kicker. Uh, dare I say, and you know, probably an early call, I think he's one of the better goal kickers, to be honest with you. He's a left footer. He really strikes him well. He didn't have as many shots as a lot of other guys in this competition this year, but if you know goal kicking, you can just see that this kid, he hits them sweetly every time. I think he's going to be a big part of the Roosters moving forward. I'm not sure if he's always going to be in their starting team, but he's going to be a guy that when they have injuries... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
they're going to be able to turn to. Obviously, you've got Connor Watson arriving there. He will cover, you know, your halves, probably your hooker, your fullback role. Be Adam Kieran. He'll be your real guy that you can turn to if you need someone out in the centers or on the wing. I wouldn't be shocked if he does earn his spot in the starting center role. You've got Josh Morris leaving next year. There's obviously Billy Smith, Joseph Swale, a lot of guys. But I think this kid, he's just got some potential to push his way into this team somewhere. But the Connor Watson signing does hurt his cause. But I think for the Roosters this year, he's been great. He's had a couple of injuries yourself that have made life really tough for him. But I think he's been unreal. The last guy on this list, number 10, is Paul Momorowski at the Penrith Panthers. Uh, I, I think Momorowski has been decent without being fantastic, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, he's had a couple of highlight moments. I probably wouldn't have had him in my top 10. Uh, if I'm being realistic, but I probably wouldn't push back on him being 10th realistically. I mean, he's pretty far down this list, so uh, no real arguments there from me. Wouldn't have been in my top 10, but I understand why Buzzers put him in here. I've got to tell you, the one that stands out for me is David Fafita. How on earth has he missed this list? Now, I understand that he probably hasn't been as good and as consistent as what people say, and that's been coming from my voice all season. Don't get me wrong. But he's played 20 games of first grade this year. He scored 15 tries as a back rower. How does he not sneak into the top 10? How does he not sneak into the top 10 best signings this year? Maybe Buzz is looking at it from like a value point of view. I don't know. But, I mean, the games that they have won, he has played a pretty critical role in it. Dare I say that David Fafita has probably had a more a more decent role in his team's performances than definitely, I think, Tino, Adam Keery, and Paul Momorowski, to say the least. I think that the impact he's had on certain plays here and there has been un- unbelievable. I do feel a little bit sorry for him there, to be completely honest with you. That one doesn't really make sense to me. And I haven't got the whole article here. I've only got the top 10, but... I mean, this is Fafita's first year at the Gold Coast Titans. He was signed last year from the Broncos... He should be in this list somewhere. That has really blown me away that he's not in there, to be honest with you. I definitely would have had in there. Anyone that scores 15 tries in a season, if you're a winger and you score 15 tries, you deserve to be in the top 10 list, in my opinion. If you're a forward scoring 15 tries, my God, what more do you have to do? I would have definitely had him in there somewhere in the top 10. I would have 100% had him over Paul Momorowski, to be honest with you. You could have given me three Paul Momorowskis in my squad this year. I'll take one David Fafito, no doubt about that whatsoever. Really enjoyed going through Buzz Rothfield's top 10 NRL buyers for 2021. Really good suggestion by Jordan Broom. If there's anything else you would like to see me go through live, please send them through, guys. I would love to dive into it. Once again, Jordan, sorry it took me so long to get to it, brother. Been a bit busy and a bit forgetful, as you know. So thanks for sending that in, mate. Really enjoyed this buzz top 10 NRL buys for 2021. Also, guys, before I hit the frog and toad, just remember at 5 p.m. tonight, in just a couple of hours, we're going to be dropping my dream team featuring Rod Wishart, Illawarra Steelers and George Illawarra Dragons, New South Wales Blues and Kangaroos champion. Legendary bloke out of the south coast town of Gerringong, one that's very close to my heart, so we had a lot to talk about there. An unbelievable chat with Rod Wishart. He picked his entire team based on guys that played in the late 80s, 90s and the early 2000s, so it's a really good history lesson for a lot of the younger audience and a good little blast from the past for the rest of us. A sensational chat. Cannot wait to bring you that one with Rod Wishart this afternoon at 5pm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 